In Atlanta, one voice has stood out for over four decades. An AJC original, The Monica Pearson Show. Let's talk about how you got to ESPN. Revealing interviews. You are known as America's doctor, but I want to know who you were before that. When you have a different name, you have different color skin, it can be tough. With Atlanta's most famous faces as you've never seen them before. I'm telling my story. This is the American dream. The Monica Pearson Show, streaming now on AJC.com. The AJC's trusted veteran political voices, Greg Bluestein, Patricia Murphy, Tia Mitchell, and Bill Nygut are the essential source for Georgia politics. The Atlanta Journal-Constitution's Politically Georgia. Sign up for the newsletter, download the podcast, subscribe to the AJC. Hey everybody, this is Doug Robertson of the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. You can find me on Twitter at Doug Robertson AJC with another edition of the podcast Southern Fried Soccer. We are in Kennesaw, Georgia tonight where Atlanta United defeated Matagua 3 to nothing to advance to the quarterfinals of the Champions League for the second consecutive year. They will play the winner of the series between Club America and Comunicaciones, uh, which will be played tomorrow night. Uh, the games will be... The first leg of the games will be either March 10th or 11th in uh, Mexico or Guatemala, depending upon who wins. And the second leg will be back here at Kennesaw State on March uh, 16th or 17th. If Club America wins, it's going to be fascinating to see how the logistics of this are going to be handled. Which Kennesaw State, which has a capacity of 8,300, Club America will bring a ton of traveling media uh, but anyway, we'll talk about that at a later time. Uh, the goals were scored tonight by Gonzalo Martinez in the 40th minute, Joseph Martinez in the 61st minute, Gonzalo Martinez again in the 83rd minute as he continues his torrid start. I am joined, as always, by Jason Longshore of 92.9 FM and SoccerDownHere.net. I'm going to get that right for every game this season because yeah. last year I got it wrong a few times before I realized my error. Uh, the dominating performance, I think, tonight by Atlanta United. No shots on goal from Ottawa. 55% of the duels won by Atlanta United. More than 60% of the possession for Atlanta United. 87% passing accuracy tonight for Atlanta United. What did you make of it? I thought Matagua came in and maybe showed Atlanta a little bit too much respect, but this is a Matagua side that's a little banged up. Uh, Rubilio Castillo, not 100%, couldn't give you 90 minutes, so they really went with it looked like a 5-4-1 for most of the first half. It was very deep. It was very defensive. They gave Atlanta a lot of time on the ball. And Atlanta, as they got more comfortable, as they started to find the gaps and create more gaps, really started to pull this defense apart. And once Matagua conceded and had to come out and play a little bit, the gaps got even bigger. And Joseph Martinez and Pitti Martinez are, are going to pick you apart in that case. Atlanta was a, a team that came in very organized. They came in very well prepared. I think they were a, a better prepared than any MLS team that we've seen so far in CONCACAF Champions League play and took care of business tonight. We have to talk about Pitti Martinez. Uh, he now has uh, two goals and two assists in his first two games. I went back and looked. He didn't have two assists last year across all competitions until June. It came against uh, Chicago. Um, he we asked him about I asked him about that tonight uh, in a group of reporters, and he said that he's feeling more confident. He's feeling more comfortable, and this is the pity that he th thinks everybody wanted to see last year he said 
Earlier this year, he said he was feeling some pressure. Today, he said, I don't know if it was pressure, but he said my head wasn't in the right place last season. Um, if he keeps this up, uh, I've got to think that he's not going to be an Atlanta United player for long, maybe not even through the season. Yeah, but you can't think that way about it. I mean, that that would be a big return that somebody would have to, to bring to come get him because this is a, a player that comes in, finally rested, a player who didn't go – to the end of December with competitive play, international play, um, and then turn around and you're in camp three weeks later. This is a, a player who had an off season, and, and it's a player who also, I think, is well supported by the team around him and Frank DeBoer, who understands him a little bit better this season. And this attacking trio, Joseph Martinez, also with two goals and two assists so far this season. Mm -hmm. Ezekiel Barco, who would have had an assist, but uh, it, it played out to where where Pitti Martinez ended up cleaning up after a, a play where the goalkeeper took Joseph out. Ezekiel Barco, Pitti Martinez, Joseph Martinez, that group has the potential to be the best trio in an attack that Major League Soccer has ever seen. And Pitti right now is the spearhead. That is very accurate. Now let's switch to Heinemann and Rometty tonight. Um, I thought Heinemann had a very solid game. I kind of have gone, grown tired of – we talked about this on Soccer Down Here this morning uh, – people saying Heinemann can't do what Nagby did. I thought Heinemann did what Nagby did last season very well tonight. I thought he was very tidy on the ball, uh, very quick with his decision-making. I want to look up his passing – a really quick uh, completed ninety eight point three percent of his passes tonight. Yeah, it was a good performance. Um, a little bit different comparison than than last week and maybe some other matches because Matagua sat deeper. Mm -hmm. But Remedi and Heinemann both, I think, they limited their mistakes. They they pushed the pace where they could, and they both contributed defensively as well. In the way that Atlanta United's playing right now in this 3-4-3 or 3-4-2-1, whatever you want to call it, the two central midfielders behind that attacking trio of Joseph, Pitti, and Barco, the two central midfielders have to be in sync. They have to be able to contribute on both sides of the ball. And tonight, you had two in Heinemann and Rometty who did a great job of that. And now let's switch to the wingbacks. Uh, it was Brooks Lennon and Jake Mulraney both making their first starts for Atlanta United. Mulraney came off the bench last week in Honduras. I'm sorry, Lennon came off the bench last week in Honduras. Mulraney was still working on his visa. Um, you know, I asked Frank about how their speed affected things tonight. How do you think their speed affected? I think it's a, a huge game changer for Atlanta United to have that much speed at, at wingback because you didn't have that in previous seasons with wingback play, whether you're in a 3-5-2 or a 3-4-3. Now you've got guys in Lennon who's very fast and can get in behind. And you saw a couple balls played over the top for Lennon to, to chase onto. But Mulraney, who's even faster, and Mulraney maybe is a little more comfortable going forward in 1v1 situations, needs to get a little bit stronger with his awareness defensively. Lennon is a little bit better defender and can be a little more aggressive in the final third. I think those two players who can stretch the field with that attacking trio, it's very difficult to defend all of that if you're the opposition. Particularly when you have Pitti and Barco interchanging the ball in the middle of the pitch. Um, and Heinemann or Rometty kind of making late runs. Even the center backs made some late runs tonight. Um, 
I thought Lennon, you know, again, poo-pooing something that people kept saying in the preseason can't happen or wasn't going to happen. I thought Lennon put in some really good crosses tonight, too. Yeah, I don't know where that came from, that Lennon can't put in quality crosses. Lennon and Mulraney both put in some quality crosses. It's all about timing, you know. It's all about the timing of the delivery. It's all about learning how your teammates play. There was one great cross from Mulraney from the left side that I don't think Joseph Martinez anticipated. He didn't make the run to the back post. Perfect ball in for it. And I think that's one that over time they'll get on the same page. Same from the right side with Lennon. Right. Uh, Lennon, he was he hit a, a solid ground cross in the first half. He had a great ball in the second half. There was there nobody made the back post run. You can't blame Lennon for that. He's putting the ball where it's supposed to go. Someone else, it's someone else's responsibility to be there, uh, which is kind of another odd thing people are saying about Brooks Lennon. Uh, we learned a piece of news tonight. Uh, Mateus Rosetto is going to Brazil tomorrow. I think it's tomorrow, has an appointment on Friday at the embassy to secure his visa. He's out for Nashville, out for the next, uh, not the next Champions League game, but maybe good to go for Cincinnati, right. Frank said tonight. Yeah, it's great. I mean, that, that gives you another weapon in the middle of the field, and that also increases the competition for playing time in the middle of the field. And look, Emerson Heinemann, Eric Rometty, Jeff Lorenowitz, Mo Adams, they all know that Mateo Sosetu, what he brings to the table is a great fit for this team, and, and he gives you another attacking element, and he's a player who has played in that deeper role but still been able to get forward. He's a player that was you know, scouted and observed and brought here for a reason. That's going to keep everybody on their toes, and it's going to help this team get the best out of the overall group. I, I think Josetu is going to be a, team, a player who can give this team an even different dynamic going forward. What do you think we're going to see on Saturday? How many personnel changes might there be knowing that the team won't play again uh, for another week? That's a good question. Um, you, won't, you won't be able to ease Hosetu into it because he won't be back in time. I'll tell you one player who I thought tonight earned the opportunity for more minutes in Nashville, and it's Luis Fernando, a, a player that you know we've talked about the depth of this team and players who can play a number of roles. Wing back was not a role that I necessarily expected to see Luis Fernando Excelling, and he did tonight. It was 10 minutes. It was a cameo, but he made the most of that 10 minutes, did the job defensively, went forward well. If he got time, maybe not a start, but maybe more extended time, would not surprise me because he earned it tonight. You have Jeff Lorenowitz who came on late. You could see Jeff Lorenowitz start. We've seen Mo Adams start in Honduras. He could play on Saturday. I think you'll see some rotation, but you also want to build, and and you want to build towards – a potential CONCACAF quarterfinal with Club America. I, I think you're only going to see a few players rotated out on Saturday. The The largest change, I'm curious, is going to be the Cincinnati game uh, with yeah. Club America coming the week after because we all remember Frank did very little rotation in that D.C. United game before they went to Monterey. And it, I, I think it, it proved uh, unwise. Well, it's spread out now, though. And yeah, that's but that's, that's what I'm saying. If he learned from that for that Cincinnati game going uh, the one ahead of Club America, if he's going to make a lot more changes than he normally would, just to try to preserve the legs and keep the guys fresh, especially you got thin air, right. Mexico City, all all those factors that are, are going to be against you. But getting that little bit of extra spread helps to where maybe you don't have to make quite as many changes for the home opener against Cincinnati because you're not going Thursday. Sunday and then Wednesday you've got a little more time around it so we'll see that middle game in between the two legs of the quarterfinal 
could be a tricky one, and it's a tough opponent in Sporting Kansas City coming to the Benz. That is true. A rebuilt Sporting Kansas City, desperate to improve upon last season's poor result, the first it's had in, in many, many years. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you have upcoming? We have a lot of stuff upcoming <laughs> over at 92.9 The Game. Uh, soccer down here tomorrow and overreaction Wednesday. I'll, I'll be curious to see what people are overreacting about in the morning. Uh, coming up on 92.9 The Game, so we have stoppage time on Thursday, 2 o'clock, uh, on the Facebook page, facebook.com slash 92.9 The Game. Dukes and Bell are taking over Tailgate Brewery and Music Row in Nashville on Friday. And then Mike Conti and myself are taking over the last two hours of Dukes and Bell with a two-hour stoppage time live from Tailgate Brewery. Supporters from both teams will be there. Darren Eels will be joining us at 6 o'clock Eastern, 5 o'clock Central. And then on Saturday, uh, we'll be on the air at 7.30 for the Five Stripes Countdown kickoff just after eight o'clock it's going to be broadcast on fox and it's going to be a spectacle in nashville for their home opener and atlanta united trying to get its first win in an mls opener i'm ernie suggs and i'm ned ravone atlanta has been known as the black mecca for so many years but that means something different to everybody it means everything to me every day i wake up i learn something new well you all can learn something new by subscribing to the atlanta journal constitution's new newsletter called unapologetically atl It's all about the people, the events, and the entertainment happening in Metro Atlanta that Black people might want to know about. So subscribe today at www.ajc.com slash unapologetically ATL. Yeah, I asked, I, uh, we saw Darren and, and Katie after Frank DeBoer's press conference, and I asked them if they could help me get a visa, and they just called it called me a funny man and didn't, didn't go from there. Um that was my little joke with them. Um, yeah, yeah. If if you even if you don't have a ticket to go to this game on Saturday, go. Nashville is an awesome city. Um, you're going to have a lot of fun. You're going to see a lot of Atlanta United supporters there. You can just hang out. It's a short drive. Uh, I'm going. My wife is going with me. We're meeting uh, some uh, her sister and her husband there. Uh, we're going to go out Friday night and hopefully have some fun. Um, and then I'm going to cover the game on Saturday. Um, I hope you're enjoying our coverage. Uh, Once again, thank you for all the kind words about the season preview. Please subscribe to the Southern Fried Soccer Podcast. Please follow me on Twitter at Doug Robertson AJC. Please follow our coverage on Facebook at Atlanta United News Now. And I will talk to you later. Atlanta United, 3-0 winners of Matagua to advance to the quarterfinals of the CONCACAF Champions League for the second consecutive season.